According to reports and according to recruits, the Miami Hurricanes have their new wide receivers coach. He's coming home. Kevin Beard, welcome back to the U. You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And it's a glorious Wednesday indeed. It's been a long process finding a new wide receivers coach, but Mario Cristobal is getting a good one. We can confirm here on Locked On Canes, not claiming we were first, but we can confirm Kevin Beard is becoming the new wide receivers coach at the University of Miami. Uh, I love it. I think at the end of the day, um, Mario Cristobal got a great one. We'll talk about why KB checks off all the boxes at Miami. Uh, so interestingly enough, you know, it wasn't me or anyone in the media who really broke this story. Kevin Beard returning to the U was essentially broken by a five-star wide receiver recruit for the class of 2024. So last night, five-star wide out out of Chaminade, Jeremiah Smith tweeted out, out of the blue, Coach Kevin Beard is a real one. Everyone assumed he must be talking about Miami, right? Because, you know, Kevin Beard, we knew interviewed for the Miami wide receiver coaching job late last week. I believe on Thursday was when KB interviewed for the job. So everyone was assuming he must be talking about Kevin Beard. And then Jeremiah Smith did tell 24-7 Sports last night that Beard talked to him on the phone. And Kevin Beard told Smith that he was becoming the new wide receiver coach at Miami. So you got to love it. It was a top recruiting target who breaks the news before the media had the chance to do it. I could respect it. It reminds me a little bit of when quarterback recruit Luke Moga was the one who kind of broke the news that Josh Gaddis was getting fired. And now it comes full circle because Kevin Beard is replacing Gaddis at the wide receiver coach part of it. And that one gets broken by a recruit as well. I love that. Now, we did tell you on yesterday's episode, we were talking about wide receiver coaching candidates. And it was our strong feeling here yesterday that Kevin Beard was looking like the clear favorite or front runner since Leonard Hankerson decided to stay in San Francisco. I love the fact that Kevin Beard is already recruiting for Miami, right? And yeah, you talk about a guy like Jeremiah Smith. He's the top player in the entire class of 2024. Uh, Miami still has a lot of work to do in his recruitment because he's currently verbally committed to Ohio State and Brian Hartline. So this could, for the next several months, this could turn into a tug of war between Kevin Beard and Brian Hartline at Ohio State to actually get the signature of Jeremiah Smith. Now, Jeremiah Smith, local, loves Miami. I believe he wanted to be at Miami. Now, Ohio State has done a, a really great job recruiting him. Obviously, he may end up sticking there. I hope he doesn't. I think Jeremiah Smith is a must-get for Miami. If you can show him that 
you're bringing in coaches like Kevin Beard, who he's going to want to work with, and Shannon Dawson, the offensive coordinator, who I think Jeremiah Smith really likes. And if Miami can actually show you this fall that they have a more competent offense on the field, those are the th- sort of things that Jeremiah is likely looking for if he would consider flipping his recruitment or flipping his commitment, I should say, from Ohio State to Miami. And it wasn't just Jeremiah Smith. There were recruits coming out of the woodwork tweeting their support for Kevin Beard to Miami. So KB is apparently very popular among you know South Florida high schools and high school players around the country. You also had Smith's tweet was quote tweeted by four-star wide receiver Chance Robinson, a show favorite out of St. Thomas Aquinas. Robinson showed his support for Kevin Beard. And in, an interesting one, and I hope this is a good sign. This can only be a good sign. Defensive back Antoine Jackson, who signed with Miami for the class of 2023 and has since asked for his release from his national letter of intent. Maybe Jackson is having second thoughts about leaving Miami because Antoine Jackson quote tweeted with his support for Kevin Beard. He doesn't even play a position that Kevin Beard coaches, but apparently Antoine Jackson is a big fan of Kevin Beard. So maybe Jackson is in the process of changing his mind about leaving Miami. So why do I feel Kevin Beard is a really good fit for this job at the University of Miami? For starters, KB loves this program. Beard was on the 2001 national championship team playing, of course, wide receiver at Miami. So if Mario Cristobal, as I've been told in the recent past, if he wants more former Canes players on this staff because they just care more about the program than outsiders do, he hit the bullseye here with Kevin Beard. Beard has a great mix of Power 5 and G5 coaching experience, which means he knows how to work with top talent, you know, being at places like Miami in the past, Georgia, Tennessee. He knows how to work with four- and five-star talent, but his time in Toledo makes you know he also knows how to work with two- and three-star type developmental talent, so he's got that good mix of experience. Kevin Beard had a previous stint, a short one, short and sweet, as a wide receiver coach in Miami back in 2015. Um, So he went through a head coaching change and was a casualty of that. He was not retained when Mark Richt became head coach because Richt wanted his own guys back then. And I remember this eight years ago vividly, or seven years ago, being disappointed that Beard was not retained because I thought he was doing a good job here. I was hoping that Kevin Beard and Larry Scott on that staff would be retained by Mark Richt, but they were not. Richt went in different directions. After his time at Miami, Kevin Beard, quality control coach at Georgia, served as wide receivers coach at Tennessee, and then receivers coach for the past five years at Toledo. He also had the first year at Toledo. uh, He was a quality or I think a, a, a recruiting analyst off the field for the first year. And then five years, he was the wide receiver coach there. And just last year, Kevin Beard was named a top five recruiter in the MAC conference. Before coaching in the college ranks, he coached receivers at U school. So he's got high school coaching experience as well. And Kevin Beard is a South Florida high school legend. Plantation high grad, an absolute legend there. Uh, And listen, Kevin Beard, he's also considered, I've done my due diligence on this, talked to a lot of folks that have worked with him and played for him before. He's considered a very good teacher on the field. So he checks off the coaching box as well. And if you want to look at a recent player that he really got the most out of, Toledo receiver Jerwan Newton had just a sick season last year, catching nine touchdowns, 850 receiving yards with Beard coaching his position last year. So for me, Kevin Beard, uh, he checks off all the boxes of what I look for 
in a wide receiver coach at the University of Miami. He's a capable coach and teacher on the field, excellent recruiter, and yes, he loves the university. He told our friend Bruce Warner, who was on the show with us yesterday, that coming back to Miami would be his dream job. So dreams do come true, children. They do come true, at least for Kevin Beard, his dream is coming true. And another thing, as we've talked about this a lot with coaching hires that Cristobal has made in recent weeks, Kevin Beard is absolutely the type of coach who's willing to put in those 18-hour type days that Mario Cristobal wants. He's a lot like Tim Harris Jr. in that regard. You remember a week, week and a half ago, we did an episode on Tim Harris when he became the new running backs coach, and we talked with Larry Bluestein about how Tim Harris is willing to put in that grind. He's willing to be at the office at 4.30 in the morning on a busy recruiting day or an important game planning day. Kevin Beard is the same way. Kevin Beard is still a young up-and-coming coach. He's willing to put in that type of work. And also, I got to throw this in because I'm a little bit petty, all right? But I have to throw this in. I love the idea of taking someone away from Jason Candle's staff at Toledo because Kevin Beard was working under Candle. This is Jason Candle. This guy jerked us around the last two off seasons when Mario was looking for offensive coordinators. So to Jason Candle, I say, eat it. <laughs> Swallow your medicine, Mr. Candle. In fact, I hope it doesn't stop with Kevin Beard. I hope John Ruiz buys out the contracts of every coach on Jason Candle's staff. So Candle, if you love coaching at Toledo so much, you can coach every position at once there. So buy out every one of his coaches. The ones that Cristobal likes, he can make them analysts. The ones Cristobal doesn't like, he can make them water boys. So let, let, let's buy out every coach on Jason Candle's staff. On the other side, so this is just uh, another move in a very busy offseason. Uh, I love this Kevin Beard edition. We've got to talk about all the changes that have been made on Miami's coaching staff to this point. And if we feel the staff has gotten better, okay, because I know – a lot of people have freaked out or even panicked about how many coaches have left and gotten fired and replacing this many coaches. Does Miami at the end of the day have a better staff, a worse staff, or an equal staff than they had a year ago? We will discuss that next right here on Locked on Canes. Guys, busy NBA season, busy college basketball season. I hope you folks are taking advantage of FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is come and gone. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained the Miami Hurricanes taking on Pittsburgh this Saturday. ACC regular season finale. Canes can win the ACC with a victory. ACC title is on the line. We'll be on the lookout for those numbers at FanDuel throughout the rest of the week. It's so much fun to place your wagers at FanDuel. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So do not miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And make sure you make Locked on College Basketball your second listen because Andy Patton and Isaac Shade do an awesome job taking you around the college hoops landscape in 30 minutes or less. Let's talk about the coaching staff changes to this point as we welcome Kevin Beard back to the U. So, yeah, Hurricanes fans... We are kind of a fickle bunch, right? We love to we love to panic and complain about coaches leaving and people complain about Mario doing things on his own timeline, how long it takes to replace some of these coaches. But to me, I believe almost all of these changes are going to end up being changes for the better. And you guys can tell me in the comments and you can tell me on Twitter at Locked on Canes if you think I'm being overly optimistic about some of these coaching changes, but I feel very strongly that for the most part, I think the staff is going to be better and hopefully more cohesive than it was a season ago. You replace Josh Gaddis, the offensive coordinator with Shannon Dawson. This can only be an upgrade. Okay. It's, it's not that hard to be an upgrade from the job that Josh Gaddis did last year. And then also Part of that upgrade, uh, Shannon Dawson, I believe his job is going to be a little easier than Josh Gaddis's job was at Miami last year because Miami's offensive line is looking a lot better when you add people like Matt Lee and J.B. on Cohen and the freshman class that Miami is bringing in. And so the O-line getting better is going to raise the floor for Miami's offense. And I also believe Dawson, with his air raid principles, plus his appreciation for the line of scrimmage, and he's a more... I believe a more proven play caller than Josh Gaddis ever was. I think this is absolutely a net gain for Miami. And I don't think too many of you are going to argue that point with me that Shannon Dawson, the offensive coordinator should be a better OC at Miami than Josh Gaddis was. You replace Josh Gaddis, the wide receiver coach with Kevin Beard clear upgrade, right? Beard is absolutely a better recruiter and is going to be a better recruiter of South Florida talent, something Josh Gaddis never connected with and had a real plot problem recruiting outside wide receivers here. And, you know, I, I believe Beard's probably going to get along with his players better than Gaddis did because there were, I think, some issues there. Uh, Kevin Beard is a really easy guy to get along with and work with and play for. So that's a clear upgrade. You know, you replaced uh, Frank Ponce, the quarterback's coach, with Shannon Dawson, who also plays that role as quarterback's coach. You know, I like Frank Ponce as a person, but what exactly did Ponce do with Miami's quarterbacks last season? Van Dyke and Garcia both got worse, not better. So I am expecting Dawson, the quarterback's coach, to hopefully also be an upgrade. Uh, you replace Kevin Smith, the running back's coach, who went back to Ole Miss. You replace him with Tim Harris, Jr., I absolutely expect this to be an upgrade. Um, you know, Kevin Smith has had some success in in certain stops. I'm not taking that away from him. Uh, but Smith uh, allegedly didn't get along with a lot of his players. Things sounded very messy there. And, you know, Tim Harris was coaching a unit at UCF last season that was top five in the nation in rushing. And another South Florida guy, Miami alum, who can recruit the heck out of this area. So I'm expecting running back coach to be an upgrade as well. Uh, on the defensive side, you know, it's a little it's a little tougher to, to handicap on the defensive side. I, I think on the offensive side, I think every move makes Miami's offensive staff better. There's more debate on the defensive side so far. You replaced Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator, with Lance Guidry. Now, Steele has got, you know, so much experience. This guy goes back to the leather helmet days. Like, he's been 
he was probably coordinating like the Alabama defense in like 1915. This guy's been around for so long. So the track record is there for Kevin Steele. But I thought Steele underachieved here at Miami while Lance Guidry has overachieved everywhere he's been to this point. You saw what he did with Marshall's defense last year and what Marshall's defense did to Notre Dame last year. So I am cautiously optimistic that Guidry will be an upgrade. Uh, we will see, because obviously Kevin Steele has a great resume and Nick Saban liked him enough to bring him back over to Alabama. But I'm cautiously optimistic about Guidry. And I, I think that kind of his work ethic and, and just being an up and coming guy, he may fit with this staff better than Kevin Steele did. Uh, and then linebackers coach, this is a tough one to handicap, okay? Because you replaced Charlie Strong, who I like a lot, uh, the linebackers coach, with Derek Nicholson. Uh, this one is to be determined, whether it's an upgrade, a downgrade, or a wash. It could end up being any three of those things because I respect Charlie Strong that much. Now, Derek Nicholson has nowhere near Strong's experience. Strong is 62 years old. He's been a head coach at multiple stops, a very successful defensive coordinator at multiple stops. Uh, but I will say about Derek Nicholson, he's a widely respected young up-and-coming coach. So, you know, maybe just the energy that he'll bring and if he's willing to put in that same type of work ethic that Kevin Beard and Tim Harris on the offensive side are willing to put in and burn that midnight oil. Um, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic again about Derek Nicholson, but I'm still – I'm not going to sit here and tell you, yep, Nicholson, clear upgrade over Charlie Strong. That's yet to be determined because – Charlie Strong has been a proven coach on the defensive side of the football everywhere he's been. So overall, overall, especially on the offensive side of the football, I believe the staff is getting better, right? The key here is going to be if this coaching staff is going to work in a way that last year's coaching staff failed, finding alignment and harmony is going to be key here. The coaches need to be able to get along and collaborate, right? Last year, we talked about what I described as an iron curtain between Josh Gaddis, the offensive coordinator, and Frank Ponce, the quarterback's coach. They weren't on the same page. They didn't have a good professional relationship. They weren't collaborating with one another. You're setting yourself up to fail if your OC and your quarterback's coach aren't in harmony working on the same page, right? We need to find harmony like that between Shannon Dawson and Kevin Beard and Tim Harris Jr. and Alex Mirabal, of course, and, and everyone on that offensive staff and the defensive staff as well. These guys need to be able to mesh work together as coaches. And, you know, they also need to be able to work with their talent, right? Like in the case of the offensive coordinator, tailoring your game plan to your talent, putting these guys in positions to succeed, not to fail, not trying to put the square pegs in the round holes talent-wise. And then also just, just getting along with your players. Like, you know, I, I know coaches are to be respected and you can't have the inmates running the asylum. So I'm not saying you have to, and there are a lot of diva players these days. We know that like you don't have to bow down to your players because that's not the way this is supposed to work, but you need to have a professional harmonious family working relationship here. And you know, that's, you know, in that great interview that Tyler Van Dyke had last night uh, with Andrea Adelson and David Hale on ESPN, that was something Van Dyke talked about, that we need to be a family, that if we if we can function as a family, that's how we can find success. Uh, I don't think he necessarily meant that to take a shot at anything that happened last year, but I can interpret it that way, right? Because if Tyler Van Dyke, who said it, he said this to ESPN, 
five and seven isn't cutting it. And he talked about how much that still burns him to this day. It burns him. It upsets him. It upsets his teammates. The fact that they went five and seven last year, nobody wants to feel that way again. And when he talked about the way to turn it around is to really work like a family, that's telling me, obviously, they weren't functioning like a family last year. Well, maybe they were functioning like a dysfunctional family. If any of you guys, when you have those family reunions where punches are being thrown, thankfully I didn't have that in my family. Maybe some of you did. That's the sort of uh, family that Miami had last year. We need to have a more harmonious family environment this coming season. So I think that's important. Now, um, the next big question for the staff, right? Because yeah, you've gotten a wide receivers coach, but staff changes may not be done, unfortunately, because there is growing buzz that Miami defensive analyst Jason Taylor will be or maybe has already been offered a job with the Miami Dolphins. I cannot confirm that that has happened yet. I, I don't have any reason to think he has been offered a job by the Miami Dolphins, but it's a very persistent rumor for the past three days that Taylor could be on the move a little bit north up the highway to Miami Gardens. So, Obviously, my hope, and even though I'm a lifelong Dolphin fan and a lifelong Hurricane fan, uh, you know, my orange and green colors show because I would prefer Jason Taylor to get promoted on the Miami staff. That's my hope. My hope is that the Pro Football Hall of Famer gets a promotion to replace Rod Wright as defensive ends coach because Wright recently left for the Houston Texans. However, I fully realize that if Jason Taylor were to get offered a job by the Dolphins, who he played for and had a Hall of Fame career with, it would be impossible for him to turn that down. And, you know, I'm actually close with a uh, with another former Dolphin player who spoke with Jason Taylor last year and said that Taylor, you know, he was he was disappointed that the Dolphins didn't offer him a job last year. Mario Cristobal did. He became an analyst on the Hurricane staff. He was disappointed the Dolphins didn't offer him a job last year. So maybe Mike McDaniel and Vic Fangio offer him a job this year. But as a Hurricanes guy, my preference would be Jason Taylor doesn't get offered that job by the Dolphins and gets offered a promotion with the Hurricanes because I think he could do amazing work with Miami's defensive ends. Welcome to the U, Kevin Beard. I'm going to answer some of you guys' questions, a little Q&A. You can tweet us anytime at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us on Twitter at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. Keep it locked right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So it appears Kevin Beard is becoming the new wide receivers coach at the University of Miami. He's got experience at Miami. Tennessee, Georgia, Toledo, where he's been for the past six years. Prodigal son looks like he's returning, won a national championship as a wide receiver at Miami back in 2001. Uh, some questions we got from you guys. Most of these came in before the Kevin Beard uh, news came out. Chalupa Batman, who we love, asks, are there any players that redshirted last year that you think might make an impact this year? Um I'll give you a few of my personal favorites that I'm most intrigued by who redshirted last year. I like wide receiver Isaiah Horton, especially now that we know who the wide receivers coach is going to be. I can't wait to see what KB can bring out of Isaiah. Isaiah Horton, he played a few snaps last year. He had one catch, but I believe he kept his red shirt like he, he was able to use that last year. So he'll be a red shirt freshman heading into this year. Defensive end Cyrus Moss. 
Very intriguing. I'd love to know his progress in the strength and conditioning program, how much size he's added on, because Moss, um, you know, there's a reason why he was, uh, I believe, a four-star recruit, even though he wasn't just really big enough to play Power 5 football last year as a true freshman. Uh, I believe this guy can be a menace once he hits full physical form, uh, because Moss, he looked pretty good in the spring game last year as a 18 year old. So I'm, I'm going to be watching him throughout spring practice in the spring game this year. You know, you can, I think definitely consider this guy a red shirt. It was an injury red shirt, but Trevante citizen at running back. I'd love to know more about the progress of his health, right? Because it was uh, late in fall camp last year when he had ACL surgery uh, I don't expect him to participate in spring football, but you know this is one we'll hopefully be watching in the fall. We'll find out when he's fully cleared to participate in practice. But yeah, this coming season, Trevante Citizen, I expect to have a huge impact. And then you know somebody I look at on the offensive line, and Miami's offensive line suddenly is really really deep. But you've got you know a, a redshirt freshman Matthew McCoy at six foot six two ninety. I, I can't wait to see what he can do and and how he can become a part of that rotation because. You know, Chalupa Batman made the point that we talk so much about the true freshmen that are coming in that sometimes the guys who came in last year and didn't play much or didn't play at all last year get a little bit forgotten. So I'm glad you asked that question so we can bring up a few of those. Let me get to this question from Thanos. Thanos asks, any updates about building an on-campus stadium? And also, how much longer do we have with Adidas? He says he would love to get back to Nike. Their fan gear is better. Uh, the Adidas gear, uh, I don't believe they have extended it, but if you guys heard something I didn't hear, let me know because keeping up with these apparel contracts is not my specialty, but I'm pretty sure the Adidas deal is running through the year 2027. So you've got four years left with Adidas. Now, personally... Um, maybe the honeymoon period has ended over the last couple of years, but overall, I, I, I feel like Adidas has done an okay job with Miami because I remember folks at the end of that Nike deal, first of all, Adidas obviously offered more money to Miami than Nike did to keep Miami. So for me, the most important thing is cut the deal that's financially best for the university. And if that comes from Adidas or Nikes or, or uh champion, I don't care whoever cuts the best deal, go with that. I think Adidas has done an okay job because I remember the last few years with Nike, just it felt like Miami was an afterthought for them. Like they didn't really put in any effort in promoting Miami or making fresh gear for Miami. So obviously Nike does a good job with certain schools. I didn't feel like Nike did a good job the, the final several years with Miami. And I feel like Adidas has made Miami more of a priority. So again, my, my preference is whoever cuts you the biggest check, go with them. But I do not mind what Adidas has done with Miami, okay? Um, so as far as uh, the stadium goes, now, first of all, I don't think it would ever be an on-campus stadium. I don't think you can build on campus. I don't even think you can build within the Coral Gables city limit because Coral Gables has all these antiquated regulations and laws about how large a sporting venue can be. So I think it's virtually impossible to build a Miami football stadium within Coral Gables. I think the closest you could do is Tropical Park. And that's what the Ruiz family are trying to throw out there is a Tropical Park stadium site. And the last update we got on this, this was tweeted out by John Ruiz in late January. So we're going to find out more about this April 14th at the spring game. He says today, this was tweeted late January today, 
Johnny Ruiz, that's his son, and I spoke with HKS Architects. We will have updated plans revealed at the UM spring football game, which will take place in Broward. That's going to be at um, Drive Pink Stadium. He says we will have a full presentation. We'll be working with UM and Dade County once the plans are out. So I don't know if it's ever going to be reality or not, but John Ruiz is trying to make it so. He's trying to get Miami a nearby campus stadium at Tropical Park built and they're going to have new plans revealed for that in uh, in mid-April. So stay tuned for that. Got more questions that came in that we do not have time for today, but we can get to on a future episode. So let's all celebrate. I've already I've seen a few of you like just grumpy individuals who are like complaining about Kevin Beard. Like, well, what did Kevin Beard do to you? I think this is a great hire. So let's celebrate Kevin Beard, wide receiver coach at the University of Miami. And guys, make sure. If you're watching us on YouTube, you hit the thumbs up button on this episode, hit the like button and subscribe. And if you listen to the audio version of our podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your pods and leave us a five-star review if you have a little time to do so. We will talk to you next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.